Welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast, brought to you today by SteelSeries and their new range of alias mics. They're mics made for gamers, and a big shout out for them to continue in supporting the show. I'm your host, you, and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Brody. Hello. Kieran. Hello. James. Hello. And Shannon. Hello. It is the final show of the year. We've made it through another one. Uh, we are going to be discussing news a bunch this week. So I guess we'll talk about our personal games of the year once we've been able to digest Press Start's game of the years. Does that sound like a fair way to organize it, Brody? You run our uh, game of the year picks. Um, sure. Happy you run that. the podcast we've though, Ewan. So you tell me. It sounds like <laughs> it. it. Sounds like we'll come it- back to it. Yeah, I felt like it'd be good to kind of talk about it within the context of, of Press Start's picks. So that'll be a fun a way to kick off next next year. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the year ahead in that episode as well. Um, on the show today, though, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us Online getting cancelled, the latest in PS5 Pro rumors, and the Death Stranding movie that's in the works. But first, we would be amiss not to talk about all of these insomniac, le- insomniac leaks uh, that are happening at the moment. Um, obviously, they were the target of a hacker group earlier last week, uh, the group behind the ransomware attack have now published the stolen documents online, revealing a ton of information about Insomniac's upcoming games and a ton of other things as well. Um, It really is just an insane amount of information that's kind of appearing in the dark recesses of the internet now. Uh, Kieran, I'm going to start with you first today. Oh my God, I've caught you by surprise. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start with you because obviously you started tackling some of this news today and I think you were quite sensitive in your approach given the the way in which this information has obviously all come to light as games media what is your sentiment towards the manner in which this information has emerged oh i mean like like abhorrent the way that this has been done obviously um not just because insomniacs had so much uh like critical insider information leaked but like personal data as well yeah um, like employee passports like their financial information like stuff that's going to ruin people's jobs essentially um i think yeah as important as it is like, as exciting as it is for stuff like this to come out and people to get glimpses of things they probably wouldn't have seen otherwise mm-hmm. um it's definitely important to recognize like the human cost that comes with big information leaks like this um i think like it's one thing like gta 6 obviously just happened and that was a, a massive leak as well but it's one thing to have your your marketing beat put out a few hours early versus have your company's entire like personal database leaked. Yeah. Um, And and like, you know, not just uh, like, I guess we're kind of talking around the kind of information that has Mm. emerged. um, But like, you know, not potentially just one future announcement, but the next 10 years worth kind of laid bare for all to see is, uh, yeah, is real rough. Like all the planning and preparation that kind of goes into making, that special is um I, I do feel for people that have put tremendous amounts of work into it for sure absolutely um shannon how about you how do you sort of feel about all this and do you think it's fair for people to kind of have a bit of a curiosity into like what information has kind of come to light and to go seek it out i think so as humans we are curious beings aren't we you and so it's only natural that something like this um would would cause a lot of interest like these are huge properties like it's not just random ips that no one's ever heard of like obviously 
they're mm. some of the biggest IPs in the world. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's a tough one because, yeah, it, it's not great, but like, yeah, it, it's entertainment and video games at the end of the day. So people are going to want the information. Um, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know what to say. I, it's, it's a tough one. I think for like the purposes, like for our purposes, it's, we kind of do need to have that ear to the ground and like, it would be silly for us to kind of talk about things in the podcast or like, you know, make predictions about what's going to happen next year. Totally ignorant of like what has kind of come yeah. right now. Yeah. So I think we're Not- kind of in unique positions for it, but like, you know, if you want to, if you want to kind of you know, see a trailer in future and be excited and get to kind of see things the way that it was intended. And I, like, I guess kind of not see things before they're really ready to be presented. And you kind of, I think it, like uh, there is kind of a matter of ethics kind of. In yeah. A, a I don't, well. I don't like, I don't think do there's really a, much harm. Good luck. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't think it's that bad for, on, from that point of view, like the, the unfinished footage and stuff, like obviously, Insomniac would rather present it how they want from a marketing point of view, but like no one's seeing. Oh, well, I don't want to say nobody because gamers are gamers, but like, yeah, no one's going to see this footage or the GTA footage and think, oh, I'm not going to buy that because it looks like yeah. stick figures running in a block world. And similarly for like all the reveals, like, yeah, it is a shame, but like it doesn't really change anything in, in the scope of things. Like, it's not as if the game has leaked in full online and people are able to play it in a state years early or whatever like it is it is what it is it's the personal information and like emails and yeah decks less so like marketing decks that like they're the things that yeah are probably more hurtful in this rather than just like game titles and um gameplay footage and things like that which yeah not ideal but again it's like entertainment it's not i don't know surveillance data for, from the FBI, I don't know. I don't know what would be yeah. worse. Than it's not. It's not people like footage from people's kind of home security cameras and stuff. Oh, like that. It so might show up. Some of I wouldn't count good. it out at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's really not a flash situation at all. I mean, like all of the shittiness aside, like I think seeing some of the internal documents. And kind of how these games are like planned and what sort of work kind of goes into it, like pre-production stuff. Like it's all rather fascinating to see, but I would, it's kind of, you know, I'd much rather see it all in a documentary kind of post the game's release than via this pretty campaign. Yeah, the reality is like there, I, I can't think of too many AAA games that haven't leaked in some way before they're announced, whether it being like a retail leaking it or like an, yeah. something going early. So from that point of view, like, most things leak in the gaming industry like for whatever reason like gamers are are ravenous for information and things leak one way or another um i think also there's secrecy there too though that's fuels it not i'm not saying like anyone is at fault because of that the movie industry is very different right yeah like i feel like games are so secretive about everything Mm. um you know even like like as an example like you didn't know who was voicing mario until the game came out do you know what i mean like that kind of stuff yeah. just doesn't really happen anywhere else. Um, so I think that also kind of fuels the thirst for knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I can't, but obviously with this one, like the passport stuff, like why post people's passports? Like I don't see what purpose yeah. that serves. Like, like, I mean, I do like they want money cause it's ransomware, but yeah. Brady, how about you? Like, uh, how do you think 
Insomniac and I guess kind of Sony PlayStation kind of more broadly respond to an attack like this. Do you think they were kind of right in not paying the ransom? Um, well, I guess it depends on whether they understood the scope of what these people had, I guess. Like, mm. it, and it, obviously they know the value of that information to them as as people and as developers. So um, I guess ultimately it was their decision to not pay it. So they either knew and they didn't mind or they didn't know and now it's obviously going to be a problem. So um, how they respond to it, I don't know. I don't know if they... I imagine we'll get, you know, a statement with all the logos on it and saying that they condemn these actions, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, please avoid, avoid it because it doesn't uh, reflect the game as it's going to be and it's going to, all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's obviously very unfortunate, but like we say, um, for us and others, I suppose there's fascinating things in there. Like I'm always interested in, I probably am interested in things like the marketing decks and things that tell you like budgets of games and sort of things like that and what the returns are because, it's that yeah, sort of stuff you don't really <laughs> get an inside look into, which is always interesting for me. But yeah. um Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but there's been a lot of these lately, hasn't there? Like obviously the Xbox one, the GDA one, this now, so Yeah, Suicide Squad was in the news this course. week or the, as well. Although that I think is quite an interesting one because it's kinda of come about through this closed test that they ran in which mm. everyone that played it kind of had to sign an NDA to say they wouldn't reveal it, but it was made pretty broadly available. So that one kind of feels like, sadly, it was always going to happen. I just don't mm. trust people well enough to avoid that. Um, mm. But yeah, this one, yeah, is a particularly kind of thorny one, I suppose. Um, I think they're right in not paying the ransom as like, obviously that's not um, not paid off well for them. Um, but kind of having a bit of a tangential interest in this side, this sort of things, kind of cybersecurity experts kind of typically advocate for people not to pay ransoms because it just incentivize, incentivizes ransomware groups like this to carry out this sort of work, knowing that, you know, half the time, if not more, people are just going to pay the money. Um, so I'm pleased that they didn't pay however many millions in Bitcoins that they were asking for. Um but obviously, we, it's kind of carried some repercussions. Yeah. Do we know if everything is out there or do these people still have... I think know? it was like 98% yeah. or something of what they claim to have they've released. Yeah, is that right, Ken? Hopefully, is not yeah. too damning. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, I think you'd be reason. worrying what that 2% is based yeah. on what's already out there. Indeed. The home surveillance Yikes. footage. Yeah. <laughs> the what? The home surveillance um, footage. Yeah. Apparently, there's like playable PC builds of of games as well so obviously that's when it maybe starts getting a little bit worse like i'm assuming it's not like the whole game but like if major slices of games are like playable by people obviously that's like less ideal but again like i was gonna say i think we're like very in this but like most most gamers like aren't like most gamers would have never have seen like the gta 6 leaks and like i'm sure wouldn't have ever heard of these by the time these games are revealed so it's not to say that makes it any better but like we're very much in an echo chamber of like people talking about this stuff um where yeah a lot of people will be none the wiser yeah i think and that's very right insomniac like knows insomniac that games as well. are like, yeah they're a mainstream appeal sort of game so i'm sure yeah i'm sure you're spot on um and to that point as well like I, and you said it earlier as well shannon that like this won't damage or negatively impact the success of these games in any way and like if if anything, and again, this is not an endorsement to go out and seek out any of the footage that's appeared, but like, I was excited about what I saw, which is going to 
definitely be taken the wrong way and encourage people to go look it up. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, like I have so much faith in Insomniac and um, I've got no doubt that what is to come when they're ready to share it is going to be phenomenal. So. I, I will say, like, I don't think you're a bad person or like morally corrupt if you consume this stuff or like you see it. It's on the internet, like you didn't hack the servers again like yeah i don't know it's hard because there's personal information and obviously that's very different to like looking at logos and gameplay so yeah that part is hard but yeah i don't know the internet i also think if you're on twitter this week like it's gonna be hard to avoid like yeah exactly if you're on reddit bad luck yeah a word of warning. And I guess, like, word of warning to the people who are trying to avoid Suicide Squad <laughs> leaks and rumors and stuff as well. Or definitely not rumors. Anyhow. Um, all right. Let's move on and talk about The Last of Us Online getting cancelled in what was rather shocking news this week. Uh, Naughty Dog revealed they were stopping development on The Last of Us Online, opting to, quote, focus on single-player games rather than solely live service games. Um... Brody, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Do you think this was the right decision? Well, who's to say? I mean, Bungie say yes. PlayStation say (laughs) yes. There's one particular Naughty Dog employee who thinks that what they had was the most fun multiplayer game ever. Better than anything on the market. So, I don't know if you believe that. I paid to say that. Yeah, if you believe that, then, you know, maybe we don't know what we're missing, but... If what they say is right and the the game wasn't in a state where they could find the fun or find the live service aspect of it that would give it longevity, then yeah, maybe it is the right call and maybe they try and spin these assets and the ideas off into something else that they can tack onto The Last of Us 3 when it comes out in 2029 or something like that. But yeah. yeah. I My really heart goes hope that you, really does. Like, Kieran, do you think there's any chance we see any of this like make see light of day in any capacity i don't know because like you and i were talking about it it's it's just strange that they like it it, it makes sense to me that naughty dog are focusing on what they're good at like that part of yeah. makes total sense but just straight up like axing this and not you know giving it to another studio or like seeing what you can do with it just coming out and publicly being like we're abandoning this seems like a like a very like drastic decision i guess mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I wondered, and this is definitely like me getting away from myself, but I kind of wondered if when Naughty Dog said that they weren't developing it anymore, if they'd kind of <laughs> palmed it off to another like developer, just definitely wishful thinking. Cause I don't feel ben like Studios Naughty Dog pop up in, in surprise, their right bitches. mind would let anyone else like touch the last of us IP. Obviously they've let people touch uncharted. Maybe they're open to it, but, um, and Jack and, Daxter, perhaps, but yeah, I'd I'd struggle to see them kind of um, not being involved. Uh, James, what happened to the days when multiplayer games could just be multiplayer games and not have a live service component where they had like a finite shelf life? You maybe played it for six months and moved on. It, does that just not exist anymore? I mean, obviously not, but um, <laughs> like. I don't. I think it's. Fi- I don't. I think it's fine that they don't want to do that because I, I. I agree. Like, I don't know. I think multiplayer games, like you don't want to be a flash in the pan because they only are as good as they need to have a big player base to be successful, right? Yeah. For most of them, so like the live service is probably the easiest way to keep people engaged. Um, but there's been so much blowback against that now that. 
they've probably seen that. I think it's the right choice. Like, I know that you wouldn't really want to play it, but I, I, I don't. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, That's twenty percent of the population. If you know, we treat the five of us as a sample size. A very, um, yeah, very good sample size too. But yeah, I, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think of the times when like Bioshock Two had multiplayer. And like Prey, the first Prey on 360 had multiplayer, and like just all these games. Assassin's like Creed some, Two. So yeah, oh, yeah, I was about to say Assassin's Creed was good. I really enjoyed that. But the other ones, I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was fine. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was Factions fine. was also good. I'm just gonna throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. Well. Not and they turned the servers on, come out again. on this year as well. And well, there you go. You can go play that. Jump back. In now on you know it. why. Because this was never. <laughs> Everyone's still playing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why. I, I, I agree with I, James. I think, like, yeah. Like, if it I, wasn't I, great, just cancel it. I think it's fine. Literally, like, rather than like damage the brand with like shit, like reverse or something, like just leave it. Let's not to go die. crazy now. There's, there's, I'm sure there's a bit of a gap between the two. Well, reverse released, so <laughs> <laughs> to what end? It made it true. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know what I know what you mean, Ewan. But like, I think. I think it's important for a multiplayer game to have legs, and I don't think they could see. I, I, I it's basically what they said was is they they couldn't kind of justify putting time into this for X amount of years versus taking away from other stuff that would come out, right? Mm. Like I don't, I hardly think that's a bad thing. I think that's actually quite smart of them. I what to what you were saying, you and this isn't to give you hope. Like maybe when the Last of Us Part Three does come out, they will use some of these ideas and like just tack it in as a multiplayer. Edition. I feel like that, again, though, like you can risk having crappy reviews from having a bad multiplayer section. I can't like see people ping it for that, but like it is, yeah, maybe they will give back to the fans in that way. Like when the next game comes along, they'll just tack it onto that as in a, a smaller mode or something that doesn't need to be continually updated. Um, mm. That would be cool. Yeah, I, th- I just think that like if you've got a strong enough loop. Um, and you know, like a couple of good modes and some good maps and stuff that there is a lot of replayability there without there being new skins coming out and major changes to the map and all of this. Like, I mean, for the longest time, that was what Call of Duty was like, I remember map packs getting introduced and that seemed like a kind of radical step. And now it's this kind of big evolving thing. But for the longest time, it was you got the new Call of Duty and you played the same multiplayer modes, the same maps. You probably stuck with the same gun for a good 12 months until the new one came out. And I kind of think that like they could have achieved something. I mean, maybe not a comparison to Call of Duty isn't kind of fair and the scale and success of that game. But you know, like, I think they could have had a loop and sort of gameplay mechanics that kept people coming back even without major changes, like new yeah. battle passes and stuff. Um, I, yeah, well, I think yeah. because The Last of Us has that sort of mainstream appeal now after HBO, like, there would have been, like, a Fortnite Call of Duty crowd that would have potentially played this. But again, it's like that double-edged sword where it either flops or you then have to support it for, like, five years wholeheartedly. Like, there's no in-between with live service. So I don't know. I don't think it would have been a good situation either yeah. way. And I suppose like may- maybe, you know, we talk about kind of losing touch. Maybe I'm kind of out of touch. You're right, Shannon. The mainstream audience is that that's just not what they expect before. And maybe we only need to look so far as Halo Infinite to kind of see that playing out. 
because that kind of, I guess, like broke from the mold of what a typical kind of Halo multiplayer game was and tried to adapt yeah. to that modern sensibility and failed to because it just took too long for more I content to come out. I think a good one to call out is Multiverses because that had like a huge start, was a great game, and then literally like just died overnight, like weeks or months after launch. And that's coming back. But like that just shows mm. that like you can have 20 million people playing a game one week and then literally nothing yeah a few weeks later or a few months later like whatever it is like it it's just such a fickle market yeah at the moment just quickly before we move on then uh Naughty Dog confirmed that they had more than one ambitious brand new single player game that they were working on uh Kieran do you have any inkling of what it might be or a wish list of sorts oh I mean wish list would definitely be another Jack and Daxter um, <laughs> but I think like ages ago, the rumor was something to do with a sci-fi like new IP. Um, yeah, I can't remember where that came from or what the context of that was, but um, I'd love to see something like that from them. Like they're remaking breaking, Starfield, breaking away completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'd be down for something completely off-brand from what they've done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. I guess I've grown like really accustomed to these like quite character-focused, quite grounded sort of things even in kind of post-apocalyptic settings but like even you know charted was kind of a bit more you know it wasn't a lombax in space <laughs> hang on that's insomniac it wasn't um a time slash dimension traveling dark eco-fueled guy um Very yeah it would be cool to see them kind of get a bit far further afield again i suppose um all right before we move on i want to tell you more about these new steel series mics that we're using less new now we've been using them in the podcast for a good little while um we're big fans of them as we are all steel series stuff these were super easy to get uh all set up and used each and every week but keep us sounding good with their broadcast quality um audio um there's two mics in the range i think uh a lot of us are using the alias but shannon has the alias pro uh which has an xlr connection plugs into a fancy little deck um but the alias uh itself um is USB-C connection it's a plug and say sort of approach hooks up to steel series sonar ai system um hooks into steel series gg which i'm a big fan of with a the bunch of steel series peripherals i have it's so nice to be able to use one piece of software to manage it all um but massive thanks to steel series for again supporting the show uh the next topic kind of very playstation centric show today uh some rumors have emerged regarding a potential playstation pro i feel like we're talking about this all the time uh, but this news is particularly interesting on his podcast game mess jeff grubb stated he believed the console to almost certainly be real and would include sony's own frame reconstruction slash generation technology not unlike nvidia's dlss um shannon we've spoken a little bit about this before but for those that aren't kind of familiar with dlss and how it works on pcs like what impact could this have in the context of playstation and i suppose it being their own hardware rather than borrowing from nvidia and amd um yeah so i saw something online that said like if they used fsr which is like open source like it's amd's version of dlss that there wouldn't be much of a benefit with the chipsets these have which is why it's likely they're like building their own model but what this would do is like use ai up to upscale imagery so it'd be rendering natively at a lower resolution um probably even lower than what we have now and then upscaling it 
mm. using AI to like a 4K image that's not true 4K, but like to the naked eye, you wouldn't be able to tell a difference. But yeah, I'm not like super versed in, in the technology. And I don't know how Sony would do it. I think on PC, we've seen Insomniac's games use like a version of their own DLSS as an option. Um, yeah. <laughs> the dogs sound excited about it though. <laughs> Uh, James, do you think there's a good chance the console will be out by this time next year? Yes, I do. Yeah. Just our resident Jeff Grubb in the yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't, Jim do Grubb. You, can you I see don't. Xbox kind of following suit as well and us having kind of a mid-gen upgrade here um, <clears throat> in December 2024? I kind of hope so, if only because uh, I can't help but feel that they'll get left behind um, if developers are making stuff mm. for PlayStation uh, 5 Pro. Um, just, but, but then I don't... They're in a weird position too, because obviously you've still got the Series S as well yeah. to, to kind of work for. Like, I don't know if that, that gap is going to grow um, as time goes by, but... Yeah, yeah, already I, that kind of divide has proved a bit of an issue. Maybe it doesn't help them yeah. to make it even wider. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say, like, for sure. But I do think... But then maybe with... And then you've got Nintendo, obviously, as well. Mm. Um, maybe it's just all going to be a bit of a schmozzle. Yeah. At this I have point. to think, like, and I know we've said it before, but surely we get a new Switch next year as well. Especially given, like, how few games are kind of on the cards. Just, the just to jump in quickly, game. apparently Xbox is not doing mid-gen and they're, they're, I think they're releasing in 2026. Um, that's what was said in the in Grub's podcast, yeah, that they were going to like respond to this by like skipping the mid-gen refresh yeah. and bringing, bringing forward the release of the next one. Hmm. Yeah, and that matches the, the document that sort of said um, the console coming next year was just a, an upgrade without any performance increases. So that will be interesting. I don't know if there's ever been like... Yeah, it's not going to be a big difference, the, and I don't think Series it's actually going to. Was like marginally more powerful than the PS5 as it was, right? And mm-hmm. like, I know we're kind of yeah, splitting hairs though. at that point and reopening old wounds. Yeah, but, I yeah. don't. It's not going to change not development. I don't. I don't think, and it'll primarily be like Sony's first-party titles and like some um, some marketing exclusives, like Final Fantasy, yeah. etc. That, that take advantage of it. I don't think every game will. Um, so I don't think it's going to be that. I can imagine for... it just being a bit of a like a bit of a performance improvement. Yeah, as like well, 10%, which I guess like was the, the crack with the PS4 Pro as well. But like, you know, maybe you can kind of switch to fidelity mode on Alan Wake 2 or whatever, and you just get like a slightly higher frame rate or something. Or maybe it for certain games adds another kind of graphics option that makes use of that upscaling. Um that's pretty much, you know, how it works in, in the PC space anyhow. Like you fire up the game and you can enable that setting and cycle through a couple of different presets that adjust the resolution at which it's scaling up from. Um Brody, how do you feel? Like do you have any appetite for a mid gen console upgrade? I guess your track record with making use of new technology PlayStation to put out isn't great. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, look, if it's going to be sort of very small improvements, like Shannon's suggesting, like maybe 10, 20%, that sort of thing, probably not. Mm. Like I'd sooner maybe just wait until either my PlayStation dies or, um, the next gen rolls around. Yeah. It'd have to be something a bit more than performance. Like there'd be, you have to be something new, even though that would like segment the generation basically. Yeah. Mm. 
I would take an upgrade to the DualSense controllers that prevented stick drift from happening as readily as it does. I swear I've had like two or three controllers just all in the space of like a month all have stick drift issues and it's just such a pain in the ass. But anyhow, I can't see that changing anytime soon. You need an Um, edge, mate. An edge, maybe. It's expensive though, isn't it, Shannon? If, you, like if it's happening to you that if rapidly, then yeah, it's fair, exactly. It's very fair. Christmas <laughs> yeah. is coming up. I'll send him a message. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. After originally announcing that the live-action Death Stranding movie was in development with Hammerstone Studios, it has now been revealed that A24, the company behind everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, Talk to Me and Uncut Gems, Midsummer, to name a few, um, has partnered with Hideo Kojima to develop the film. Um, Brody, I might come straight back to you because I know you and I love talking movies and specifically A24 movies. What does this do for your level of excitement around a Death Stranding film? Yeah, it's exciting. Like, uh, just as I love Devolver specifically for games, like I love A24 Mm. for movies. I just feel like they uh, take a lot of risks and do a lot of like really interesting things. Like I only saw Talk To Me recently and I I love that. Um, One movie. So, yeah, I I think it's a good fit. Um, Obviously, you'll get to it shortly but i'm curious to see how they would approach who directs it like i'd almost Mm. imagine like i think kojima has expressed interest in doing films i'd be surprised if he doesn't maybe tackle it himself almost but yeah um, well we we can jump straight there i know it was later in my show notes but uh, yeah he's obviously said that he uh, isn't going to be taking up directorial duties but he is going to be kind of working closely on the film do you have any kind of preferences as to who would direct it and what kind of role kojima then has uh who who directs some weird stuff (laughs) you're like cronenberg uh the daniels obviously the daniels who did everywhere everywhere uh, everything everywhere all at once daniels doing an approach and that would be insane (laughs) yeah that'd be something um even looking at uncut gems like the safties they, they do some some cool stuff as well a bit more yeah. grounded, uh, not really in this sort of realm, I wouldn't have thought. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Shannon's obviously like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm right only now. just thinking of <laughs> uncut jams. That's all, I'm, that's all that's happening in my head. Um, yeah, look, as long as Kojima's there to sort of, you know, manage all the pieces, I'm, I'm sure it'll yeah. all lock into place. In my mind, this is a like a film and a property like made for Alex Garland. And like, oh, that love- was going to be my suggestion. Yeah. I just feel like that would be such a good pairing given, you know, how the kind of tone of annihilation or men, like the kind of unnerving creepiness of it. You, but you've also got yeah. two directors in the cast. You've got Nicholas Winding Refn and you've got uh, true. Guillermo del Toro. I mean, yeah, it might just be a big collaboration. Well, that's yeah. I tweeted Kojima this week. Friends. I kind of really hope that, um, OD or Overdose is kind of just like this anthology series where he works with his favorite horror directors, like given Ari Aster's been at the studio as well and um, works with um, the Filippo brothers, I think it is, the the two Australians that directed Talk To Me. Um, Yeah, yeah, it could be really cool. Um, Anyhow, um, I'm trying to think if I had any more questions about Death Stranding adaptation. James, do you have thoughts, feelings, opinions on this? I imagine you would big excited by this news i don't know if i'm excited i think like it works as a game for for very specific reasons you know like i don't think you could mm. i don't know if you could replicate that as a movie um but i'm sure they have an idea i think they've already said that it's a, a story in the world not like the story of the game 
Yeah. Um, someone has said that. I think it's someone who's involved. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm keen to see it when it when it like eventuates, but a little bit too early for me to like be excited yet. I just sent a, a link into our group chat of the A24 Consumer Production Death Stranding logo tee, which I wish I'd known about before it sold out. Um, but alas. Uh, all right. I have a rapid fire question for you all. Fortnite Festival may bring back the return of Rock Band's classic plastic guitar controllers. They've come out and said it is a top priority to support both uh, the legacy peripherals that are out there, um, but potentially a new release of them as well. Uh, my rapid fire question for you all is, do you have any still lying around? Uh, and if not, would you consider buying a plastic game guitar controller in the year 2024? Shannon, let's start with you. Uh, maybe like DJ Hero. I think that's the only one I owned, but maybe <laughs> I would have owned Guitar Hero, but definitely DJ Hero was the one I played the most. So maybe that, right. if they bring the wow. decks back. How did I not know this about you? This is fascinating. Loves James, the you weren't even born at that time. <laughs> I would say. Um, I actually threw out my drums from Band Hero last year. Oh, so no. I was holding on to them for some reason. I was like, some, well, someone would apply it someday. For today. But, did you yeah. sell them or did you... No, they were like fucked. It was they like, right, had no resale value either. Yeah, they were foul. <laughs> um, I've actually got the Rock Band 3 like keyboard, keytar thing. In, oh, the pro keyboard. Wow. In my cupboard. Um, Give it a whirl right now, live on the pod. No, I yeah. That. It doubles as a MIDI keyboard, so it's handy. <laughs> mm, well... I, I, yeah, I didn't play the game or start to play piano, so neither of them really, really went well. Just um, workshopping PAX panel ideas now. Maybe we form, like, in Olivia Rodrigo tribute band. <laughs> That's a panel. Well, I can be the front man. I'll be on vocals. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. I feel about any of that. Shannon's in talent, his vocals. Mm. Uh, Kieran, surely you've got a guitar kicking about. <laughs> Nah, not anymore. Um, nah. I think the only thing I've still got is uh, Drop Mix, which was like Harmonix did like a physical precursor to Fuser, where it was like you could mix songs by playing yeah, different I do cards have that on well. this board. Oh, oh. It's like, a, like, a, like, a, like one of those Yu-Gi-Oh like boards, but you put cards on it and like it right. mix like different samples. Anyway, I think that's the only thing I've still got. Um, well, that's I would very dynamic. I would definitely purchase more. <laughs> <laughs> you would? You would purchase a new one? Oh, absolutely. Wow. You, you're a psychopath. Uh, Brody? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've had shitloads of these things hanging around. I, was, I thought I had one in here, but maybe I don't. But um, <laughs> would I buy another one? I, look, I think it needs it because it's awful to play with yeah. the controller, in my opinion. Um, but shit, where do you, where's it end? Just give us a rock band. Fuck. <laughs> I think this is probably as close as you're going to get anytime well, soon. It's good. Have you played it, Brody? I, yeah, it's awful to play with the control and it's all yeah. fucking top 40 shit. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of fair. surprised they didn't just, I don't know. I suppose it's, it speaks to what we were talking about a few weeks ago. Like maybe they're just sussing it out before they go fully yeah. into these modes. But yeah, I don't know. Weirdly, it's kind of become a bit of like, and I say this like it's a real regular thing. It's probably happened like three times, if that. But it's become like a bit of a warm up for like a gaming night. You know, I'll jump on and just play a couple of the new songs that have been added. And we played some Lego Fortnite the other day, and <laughs> we played a couple of songs beforehand whilst we were waiting for people to join the lobby. Like it's cute. It's good. <laughs> then finishing with some Resident Evil. 
Yeah, yeah, some cooperative (laughs) Resident Evil. Uh, All right, now is the time that everyone's been waiting for. It is What the Wiki, the pressed up podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess with the round coming to a conclusion after someone's backed themselves. Two points currently in the lead on this here, the final episode of the season. It is Brody on 36 points. James wow. on 35, Shannon on 31, myself and Kieran on 28 points, and Harry and James probably bringing up the rear with one point apiece. So how does that play things out? Brody, you were last week's winner, so you are in the hosting chair today. So you need James to not, not win, score basically. any points. If I don't know what we're going to do if James scores one I'm point right. and it's tied. <laughs> we might need to like... Look, I, I did know. have a good opportunity to rig this, but I think I've been pretty fair. I've been okay. pretty fair. I feel like it's I think, hard to do with I think James in that case, you, with the you, and, you would just pick, do it. Pick one. No, pick you would do another round, I think, live after this. Oh, wow. With random game generators. So, Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah, going to happen. James is going to clean sweep it now. James will win by two points because you'll get three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so that that's kind of what Shannon, no, Kieran and myself need to do to get a podium spot. We need a, a clean sweep, but that would that high. would just put us tied third. So, yeah, it's right. a mm. that's it. That's the state of play. Brody, take it away. Well, good luck, everybody. All right, the first game. Uh, combat features a wide array of weapons common during the Boshan War, such as katanas and various Boshan War firearms. The game features story choices at key moments in the game, allowing players to step or fight against various non-player characters affecting Ewan. the story. Ewan. Is this Ghost of Tsushima? It's not. Okay. Uh, set in Edo, is it Edo? In the late 19th century during Bakumatsu, oh. the final years of the Edo Let me period. know when I can buzz back in. Uh, well, oh, technically you guessed Shannon. it in the last one, so you can. Oh, we'll go to Shannon first. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't I don't know the name. Okay, that's, well, that's, that's, that's not uh, correct. I don't want to say... I, I think I know it, but I don't want to butcher it and then come across as not nice. <laughs> are, I, are, no, are you going to have a go? Trials of... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, track two. Oh. James. Oh. James. Uh, Shannon, are you done? Yes. Okay, Sh- James. Is it track to Yomi Brody? It's not. Okay. Ewan. <laughs> Ewan. Can I get Is it um Rise of Ronin? I oh, Rise of the Ronin? Rise yeah, of... look, I'll, it's Rise of the Ronin. I will pay that. Wow. Well done. Well done, Ewan. <laughs> Plain sweep time. It'd be so to Ewan to foil this win. Be, <laughs> I can, I, James is gonna hold it against you for a full twelve months. I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh okay. Ewan on one. Are you uh, quick to Jump yourself up there. I'm Sorry? Like, I'm just oh, keeping the score gone. updated. He's watching the show notes. Watch me edit them. Okay. Uh, as with the original game, the protagonist, pra- protagonist is a high school student returning to his home city a decade after his parents were killed in a fatal car crash. He soon gains the potential to summon something and joins something, a group of like-minded something users. Shannon. Oh. <laughs> Shannon. Life is strange too. No. no, Ewan, Ewan. Oh no! Fuck no! 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 Oh, okay. Ewan. Psychonauts two is what I was going to say, but then I, is yeah. that your guess? Or yes, what? it is. Yeah. <laughs> then, no, you're out. Uh, 
James? Is it a Persona 3 Reload? It is. Persona 3 oh. Reload. <laughs> Damn, wow. James. Wow, wow. Tied. Shit. Huge. All right, James is starting again. I, I can hear him sweating from here. that one was targeted here. for you. <laughs> uh, okay. James on one. You and on one. Game number three. Uh, where do I start? When Blank was completed in 2014, the developer had the thought of doing a second season, but they already had committed to other projects. The company was aware of a strong interest in the second season through the intervening years, and they were looking at the right time to develop it. James. Sec- you and... Oh. James. For the, the Wolf Among Us. Two. It's not The Wolf Among Us. Shannon. Ewan? Well... Oh. He left a massive pause there. <laughs> And I was about I to say no. Was going. So I don't know what to do there. I don't know what to do. I, I, you'd already you've said you've all no, paid it in the past. Yeah, but, you but can, you'd already but you said can... no though. Yeah, no, I'd already heard no, I didn't hear him say no. no. I wouldn't have kept going. I was literally like, saying no as you said too. Oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't looking at you, but sure. I think it's I'm, a new game. I'm kind unsure. Of we can't have it ending on that. I'm unsure. Brody, Brody is good. rather graciously trying to step out of this. I don't feel like that's right toward the point. No. Okay. If you say so, Ewan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will yield to you. <laughs> Only because you was you were in the process of saying no, or you'd started like you had said no. Yeah. Well, the yeah. It's yeah. a massive yeah. pause. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, James, <laughs> if it's any consolation, you will probably get this next one anyway. So we'll return to for the sanctity of the game. <laughs> okay. One point, Ewan. <laughs> One point, James. That one's... Oh, God. This James is, is like, I'm going to win this despite everything yeah, you throw this, at me. This is tense. We're trying. We're trying. No, no. This is the really. first time it's ever been a finish like this. So let's... Oh, it's, it's a great season. It's I'll a great season. It's worth. Uh, in t- I'm going to start this just halfway through this paragraph. So I don't even know who the person they're referring to is here. In February 2020... Uh, in 2012... He elaborated that the game was in development, adding that because of the concept, you can have a game where any of the lead characters can conceivably die and it's not a stunt. Some really cool story could come out of it. Uh, the formation of Blank was teased at the end of Blank, developed by WB Games Montreal. Uh, blah, 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 blah. In the years since Blank uh, was released... There Shannon. Re- Shannon. Middle Earth. Shadow of... War. <laughs> uh, <laughs> since Blank was war. released, they have. Sorry, James. Uh, Can I go, James. James? Yeah. Is it Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? It sure is. Is it really? Well done, James. Was this game spoken about in 2012? Apparently, we'll so. think about when Arkham Knight came out. It's their new game. It was first announced by DC Comics in July 2010. Oh shit! I'm shocked. Because I, I was it. thinking about Suicide Squad, but well I done, James. Surely not. Well done, James. <laughs> yes, well done, James. Woo. Well, Ooh. I should have brought like confetti or something. Pop. He's got Pop. some. He's got some hidden there. No, I thought I've. Yeah, I don't know anything around here that's interesting. He wishes he had his. No, well, no, he doesn't. I was about to say. You have wishes... so many cakes coming in the mail, James. Another year victorious. How many years is that in a row now? Um, since I started. So <laughs> has there ever been a year of what the wiki that James hasn't won? Uh, well, would you like to say I'd a like few to, words? No, I, not really. I'd like to thank. Actually, I don't want to thank anyone. You all tried to do me dirty. 
<laughs> I think you can if appreciate anything, you it. Killed even while you were sick you as well. That one. That <laughs> last one. Yeah, you all spoke at once. But yes, I'm assuming it was all praise. <laughs> well, I'm pl- I-, I feel like the changes that we made to the game this year were good. I feel like it pr- resulted in a more competitive season. Um, did I come third? That's all I'm wanting to know. You did come third, Shannon. You got a podium finish. Love well, just done. maybe the biggest surprise of this. There's no <laughs> shame in coming third to <laughs> James and Big Gibby. No, no. Third and, and second, was, much of the same, isn't it really? tight as well. Yeah, I'm just the first tight. loser. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Once again, brought to you by, by SteelSeries and their new range of alias microphones. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at Press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. Yes, you can follow me at Shannon Grixty. Thanks for a great year. Well done, James. Well deserved. Also joining us today, it was Brody. Uh, thanks. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And I just want to reiterate as well. Well done, James. Great year. Well deserved. <laughs> thanks, mate. Thank you. Everyone's like... <laughs> Five Pete, baby. Yeah, sucking back up. Uh, also joining us today was Kieran. H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. Just turned yourself down that you went quiet for a moment. Uh, and taking the crown, it was, of course, James. Yes, it was. Um, you can find me at an exit at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. If so his microphone hunt. had a screen on it, it would be a crown. There Absolutely. Right now. A shining one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that if you if you could pick the prize that you won for what the wiki? Because I've never organised one, but like, would would you want a crown? Like, no, I want like like a crystal block with all of your faces in it. Will acrylic do? Okay, what you mean like? um, Like, What's what's the the cliff face in uh, Mount Rushmore? Like, you want a Mount Rushmore of the four of us? Yeah, but like with just like congrats, James, like etched on the bottom. Okay, I'll just take take the thumbnail. Should we all pose for it now? <laughs> yeah. <I don't. laughs> I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on socials at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year, and until next year, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.